0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them.
1: You're
2: listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Beau. And I'm John David.
0: JD! Hey, Beau. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you
2: doing today? Man, you know... Okay, maybe I should save this for a uh, a, a pipe <laughs> fails episode. But oh dude, no, oh no, I, no! I, I'm just I, I'm gonna start out with a little bit of, of griping. You know, I've been fighting all morning with my lawnmower and. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, and it's so hot outside, and it's like I've got this pipe in my mouth, and uh, I've almost bitten the, bit, the 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 stem off it multiple times, and and you know, so I'm I I'm, I was just looking forward to getting in here, getting on the mic, and just leaving that behind, you know, just just leaving yeah. the uh, the uh, the bad vibes of uh, of failing yard equipment uh, but behind. And so I, I'm so glad to be chatting with you right now, and uh and and talking about some of our favorite stuff. Uh, but yeah, dude, my blood's boiling a little bit, you know. <laughs>
0: Well, man, uh, I think that uh, your your blood then has reached the same temperature as many of our listeners this last past week, man. I, I we got to start off this show by addressing something that happened last week, and that is for many of you, you yeah. got an, a Squire Select episode of Country Squire Radio. You were you were diving in. We know that you're always excited for those, you know, great great delicious content that comes out of that. <laughs> and then somewhere about twenty minutes in, all of a sudden, it just Stopped. It and just perhaps died. perhaps another episode played, and perhaps it just went into the ether. Uh, now, we, we did our best to address this, pushing out to every single social media <laughs> channel, to the Patreon account, and everything else. But I, I wanted to go ahead on this episode and let you know what happened, especially those of you who think that that was the end of the story, that, that don't realize there actually is a full episode that was released last week. Right. Uh, here's the deal. To the best of our, our understanding, when we uploaded... The uh, the episode for whatever reason about twenty minutes of it was uploaded and then the rest it just stopped during the upload process but still went through the approval to distribute out to everyone which yeah it is weird it's not supposed to do that but that's what happened uh, the moment that it was that I was made aware of this we immediately took down the episode I pulled off the kind of the damaged audio file. And we uploaded the correct audio file uh, through a, through a couple of, (laughs) I won't get into all the details, but suffice (laughs) to say the correct episode was uploaded and then sent back out to everyone. Here's the problem. We can control that aspect of things, putting the episode on the internet. We are kind of uh, subject to the will of the distributors in terms of, you know, how it's actually presented back out to everyone else. So for a while there, man, a long while, uh, iTunes was still showing that There was just a 20-minute episode last week when, in fact, at the source host file, there was a full-minute episode. Uh, if, in fact, if, if you go to iTunes right now, for those that are unaware of this, <laughs> uh, you'll you'll now see there is a 55-minute episode <laughs> for that Squire Select that you can listen to, enjoy, and enjoy some amazing music from Cody DeWitt. DeWitt? Uh, man let me tell you something <laughs> Cody is incredibly talented and that's the first thought I had when I found out people were not getting of the, cool course, episode. the
2: episode that we uh, you know debuted his song on would be the one that wouldn't wouldn't get pushed out to our friends right <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we got it out it's out there take a look be sure if you uh, only got the first 20 minutes uh, be sure to check out the rest of that episode it's a blast and then again the music featured at the end by a uh, fellow pie smoker and, and yeah. country squire radio uh, club member Cody DeWitt is fantastic so enjoy that Yep. Uh, but that has been solved now yeah. that's last week man next week we've got something very very exciting for everybody.
2: Ooh, i'm excited i
0: am excited yeah this when i say that next week's episode has been a long time coming i mean it it has been a long <laughs> time coming uh next week john david tell them what we're talking about next week
2: we're talking about, uh, we're actually doing a review. We're doing a, a movie review. Can you believe what? it? What? I know. What? It's like, man, uh, you know, uh, Roger uh, Ebert and uh, Siskel or what, whatever their <laughs> names are, right? I yeah. just think <laughs> the, t- the two little grumpy guys that sit up at the top at the uh, Muppets Theater, you know? <laughs> no, man, we are reviewing Father the Flame. We sure are. And uh, I mean, we're really thrilled about it. Of course, uh, man, just fresh off the, off the presses here. And uh, we have so many dear friends that have been involved in this project. And um, are, are just so happy to see it, uh, see it finally coming through. And um, man, uh, are, are tickled to you know to get to watch it in its entirety. We already have seen, had a lot of thoughts, and uh, are just really, really thrilled about it. So want to want to share some thoughts with you and kind of uh, walk through that. It'll be my first, uh, my first movie review, Bo. I don't think I've ever done that before. I know
0: I've tried to get you to do movie reviews for a long time, and so finally, <laughs> this is all. You don't realize this, but the Father of the Flame documentary was all a big conspiracy just to get you to watch a movie. So. So, well, it I'm, probably I'm really, was, yeah. <laughs> really it,
2: right. Once, 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 once there's evidence of uh, of said movie being watched, then it'll probably get pulled from the shelves. No, but it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's great though, man. We've been uh, been really looking forward to this time, and man, are just so uh, so proud of our friends that have been involved in that project, and um, and real eager to to tell you all about it.
0: That's right. So we'll be doing that next week, uh, man. This week we got a great show. Before we dive into it, yeah. Big shout out to a very special club member of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, Philip Rushy. Uh, or rush, rush. I've already, I've already mispronounced his name, uh, but I, f- <laughs> I, feel like it, it warrants extra mispronunciation because this week he actually upgraded from the pilgrim that he was to the squire that he is now, and so yes, sir a huge help to, uh, to the show. So we want to give y'all a shout out to everybody who's supporting the show over at patreoncom slash country squire radio. This podcast could not happen without you. And so for those of you who are able to, you know, just support at the patron level and, and give a buck per episode to all the way up to the top at the squire level from the bottom of our hearts, we say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yes. Yes, indeed.
0: All right, man, tobacco talk, the classic, Country Squire radio episode. You know, at the end of the day, when we come together, we talk about the pipes, we talk about the culture, but ultimately, a lot of folks come to this show because they're looking for one very specific thing and that is kind of tobacco reviews. I mean there yeah. are so many tobacco reviews online through YouTube's through blogs through all that kind of blogosphere. Uh great stuff. But man, today we are actually joining the ranks of our fellow content creators in the tobacco community. <laughs> uh the premium tobacco community I should say by doing a tobacco talk talking about some excellent blends. So, yeah. John
2: David, what you got for us today? Man, yeah, but you know, just real quickly, these are some of our favorite episodes because it restores us you know, brings us back to the, the <laughs> restores, very, us. restores <laughs> us right yeah the, the return of the uh the schmucks yeah no it, it brings us back to our our bread and butter right i mean this is what we do we're here for the for the tobacco and for the experience of uh smoking new and interesting things and um man just so so always thrilled to do uh to do this uh this particular episode so man today got a couple of to be honest with you just two five-star Tobaccos. I Ooh. mean, th- these are these are two like no questions asked. Like these are these are excellent tobaccos. They're both very different, um, but I think in their own category, in their own right, uh, they are tobaccos that um, that that I've. Have become familiar with and very happy and proud to smoke and tobaccos that I want to uh, want to share the knowledge about. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're really excited to talk about these today. But, yeah, so we're going to lead with a beautiful, beautiful tin tobacco from our friends at Mac Barron. And Mac Barron, they have a tobacco called Vanilla Flake. So, you know, this tobacco has actually been around a while. The name has morphed a little bit on this, but it is such a, such a good tobacco. And it's a really outstanding product with a lot of character. MacBaron, you know, as we've talked about before on the show, it's a Danish company. They create some of the literally the best tobaccos in the world and because they're such an old established company they have access to specific uh leaves and also the quality of tobaccos that you know that some other companies just cannot get uh just because uh you know mac baron is uh, is just such a, such a well-established company. So really an excellent uh, company. And of course, this, this is a great tobacco. It's an aromatic tobacco. I'm going to read you the back of these tins nowadays. It seems like the descriptions are getting more and more sparse. <laughs> and so, you, you know, I guess it's, uh, they're having trouble fitting all this uh, verbiage on the back of the tin, along with the crazy warning labels and the, right. uh, you know, stuff that, that they all now have to have this thing from the state of California that says, you know, that they're um, making you you know, blind and all this other stuff. So anyway, but there's just, uh, you know, just not a lot of information on the tin itself. But I'm going to read the, um, the description from Mac Barron about vanilla flake. They say, just as the name indicates, an aromatic flake with a sweet taste of fine vanilla. Uh, natural sweetness from the Virginia tobaccos, the light sweet taste from the modern Cavendish mixed with well-balanced vanilla gives you a great smoke and leaves a pleasant room note. To round off this blend, we have added just a little burley. The blend is pressed according to time-honored tradition. Flake tobacco is like fine wine. If nature's raw materials are not allowed sufficient time to develop and mature, the result is less than optimal. That is why the production of flake tobacco is time-consuming and a costly process, albeit one that is essential to bringing out its best qualities. While in storage, the tobaccos marry perfectly together, then they are cut into flake slices and finally packed and sealed. Of course, this is—they uh, say it's available in tins only. So, vanilla flake, you know, just a, um, a an outstanding tobacco. Like it said, this is a, a very traditional flake. It's not a ready rub flake or a you know any kind of broken flake. It is a an actual flake. And so, the presentation of, of this particular tobacco, as with all MacBaron tobaccos, is really really sharp. They have not skimped on their tins. Like some of the other companies have, even though, you know, so many, so many great companies out there in the competitive market and everything, folks are finding ways to maybe wiggle here and there. Mac Baron has not skimped on the quality of their tins and just such a beautiful, a uh, real handsome tin. So 50 gram tin. So it's kind of thin, real light, and uh, just kind of easy to, easy to poke in your pocket. But I love this. They are committed to the square tin, the square tin, which, <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, you know, a lot of those flake tobaccos now—they, you know, back in the day they used to have square tins, but uh, out of ease of production or whatever, they have swapped and are have now, you know, embraced round tins, even for their flake tobaccos. Well, right. Mac Baron they they've kind of stuck it out I mean they're they're really committed to this square tin for a flake tobacco and I'm telling you like I don't know maybe call me a purist or just weird that's obvious but like <laughs> you know this tobacco it you know any flake that comes in a round 10 it just doesn't seem right you know and then Mac baron's kind of stuck it out with the square tin I, I really do appreciate that about that yeah so oh, let me um, ask you
0: something does the same blend come unflaked so to speak?
2: I believe it does. They have a, a ready rubbed flake called vanilla cream, and that's it, what I'm thinking. Yeah, as far as my taste buds and and everything can can tell, it's the exact same blend. But this is a flake, and so it has been pressed. Uh, I, I think the vanilla cream has actually been pressed and then torn apart. This has been pressed and you know allowed to stay in flake form, which generally is going to you know help the uh, tobacco to continue to marry even when it's in the tin, which is kind of nice. Interesting.
0: Um, well, so vanilla cream, I was, I was actually thinking when we were, I was like, oh man, I'm excited to talk about vanilla flake. And cause I actually, I have a, a kind of a story about it. The first time I actually had it yeah. was in Florence, Italy, or this is what I was thinking. But then when you kind of were talking about the 10, like it only comes in 10s. I was like, wait, that can't be right. But I remember <laughs> having this Mac Baron vanilla tobacco and then thinking like, but it yeah. wasn't a flake. And so I think it was probably the the cream blend then.
2: It may have been. Also, though, a lot of... It seems like... I I remember when you brought back... When you went to Italy and you brought back some other tobaccos from over there, a a few of them were in pouches. Is that right, Bo? Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I I
0: think... the vanilla cream does appear to come in pouches, uh, at least in in some some yeah.
2: regions, some markets. Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of a kind of a thing. Like you'll find a lot of these uh, tobaccos in America that would be available in tins uh, over there, kind of in a you know are more readily available in the little pouch form, uh, like you picked up over there. Yeah,
0: gotcha. All right, well it was wild because so I was in Florence and you know there was a little bit of a separation of of. Uh, languages and everything. A lot a lot of folks spoke, spoke English and I was able to get around but then there was a lot of you know only speaking Italian and uh my Italian is um well let's just say that it's uh it's not great. It's <laughs> I, I was I was able to learn how to say uh, uh like a half liter of wine and that's about it. No, uh,
2: right. Yeah, half liter of wine and where's the first aid kit? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's 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 about it. But uh but no, I, I you know I had my pipe. It was a big deal like I'd specifically yeah. gotten this pipe so I could enjoy it while I was over in Italy and everything else and so I go into a uh, a local tobacco shop and I'm trying to communicate to them because at the time I really kind of wanted something with kind of a chocolatey cocoa type of flavor. And I was, uh, you know, this, that's also, you know, it was very early in my pipe smoking career. Not that I'm trying to say that you can't have flavored tobaccos in, in your, later, your later. No, exactly. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I wanted at the moment. And so, uh, because of the little bit of a lost in translation, and the fact that uh, the, <laughs> like I was, was having some difficulty, and the guy hands me this, and I, I thought that this looked very vanilla. Uh, the packaging certainly communicates vanilla. <laughs> and so I, I don't know that he was really picking up specifically what I was asking, but at the same time, I was like, you know what, this might. This, this, let's just go with this. Yeah. So I've got the vanilla cream, and, and me and my wife go <laughs> hiking up the hillside in Florence, Italy. I bust out my pipe, packing it up, hoping, beyond hope, that I might get this chocolatey goodness. But instead, I get this actually uh, quite quite sweet vanilla goodness. Yeah, out of no, that's right.
2: <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm just glad you didn't wind up with a you know Stromboli or something. You know, yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. What it be worked be out good. You know, so it, it is. It's a it, it's a it's a delicious tobacco. It you know you have that uh, when you're looking at the tin, this kind of uh, beautiful again square tin. It has this honey. Cream-colored uh, artwork on there. When you pop the tin open, I love this. Um, it, it you immediately, uh, if your nose is close to this tin, get a nice warm, uh, you know, confectionery smell. You can smell the sugar, you can smell uh, some plum, uh, and of course, just a just a nice hint of that um, that vanilla extract. And so, um, I, I love this too. When when Mac baron again, they they just don't skimp on their packaging and stuff, which mm-hmm. I I really appreciate when you're buying a a, a premium product like this. But you open the tin, and it's not only, you know, wrapped in in a little, you know, a lot of these tins are, they do have a little piece of paper or something, but there's a heavy gold foil in here that you open up, and it's just a real, uh, really high quality, something you'd put on your, uh, you know, your favorite relative's Christmas present kind of deal. <laughs> and uh, it's just a really, really nice heavy foil. Um, and when you open up it, it you know, open it up, it, you, you find that it's concealing this um, kind of medium colored uh, brindled flake. It's a uh, nice, uh, you know, flake that has the, um, you know, dark and very light uh, strains of tobacco that are that are coursing through it. These are neat square flakes. So again, like I mentioned earlier, not a not a ready rub, not a broken flake, not uh, not any kind of uh, you know crumble cake or anything. It's a it's a legit traditional flake, um, which which is funny. You don't see a lot of aromatics that have been put into this type of flake and then sold this way. You know, most of them are you know if they are flake, they tend to be more of a torn flake or, or again a ready rubbed or uh you know certainly you see more of the ribbon cut and, and that type of thing but um just a really uh, really beautiful tobacco um they're cut in there's six flakes and they are cut down the middle uh so you have 12 of the small rectangular flakes and so similar to like an orlick golden sliced or you know some of the ones that we uh talk so much about on the show so uh it's a bit moist uh which for me was perfect to to pretty much go ahead and load uh, sometimes i do let this uh you know kind of sit for a little bit and just air uh briefly before loading it in my pipe uh again i, I tend to tear flakes apart when i smoke them you know i think bo you and i both over the years seems like have had trouble with that kind of fold and stuff method it's kind of a little more clumsy for me personally yeah but you know so i i do tend to tear this apart uh, and then uh, loaded in my pipe and um, a- as with all Mac baron tobaccos now I, I, I'm a big Mac baron fan I love I love their blends but <laughs> you know as with all MacBaron tobaccos, um, if you smoke this, quickly it will turn your tongue into lava and you will <laughs> feel like you licked the surface of the sun <laughs> they just burn so hot man they really they, they really can and so um you know it's just a nature of how they process their tobacco and uh the moisture content and the types of leaves they they use uh, and so- i do oh man, that sounds um, like user error to me. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, a lot of it is user error. You know, that's why I tell <laughs> folks if they do, uh, if they do smoke some of these tobaccos from MacBaron, um, you know, they really, these are the types of tobaccos, uh, like I've mentioned before with some others that, um, you know, they'll teach you how to smoke a pipe. They really will. They, they teach you the patience and the, uh, you know, the, the technique of, uh, gently, uh, you know, lighting your pipe, tamping it, puffing it slowly relighting gently all those kind of things that uh, that'll help you you know smoke your pipe coolly where uh, you know where you don't feel like you licked the the surface of the Sun so <laughs> great tobacco subtle sweetness it's definitely an aromatic uh, but it's a really nice change up for Virginia smokers you know and so if you're a Virginia smoker a non aromatic smoker uh, but t- typically like those uh, grassy hay like uh, bright bright Virginia's or uh, maybe some more of your uh, mature leaves, you know, I think you're going to enjoy this just occasionally as a change up. It's not going to really ghost your pipe. It's not super syrupy if you are afraid of any ghosting pop it in a corn cob pop it in a, um, a meerschaum, something like that maybe you've got one or two pipes that are dedicated to the occasional aromatic but you know I've got pipes that I only smoke Virginia's out of and I've smoked this tobacco in and and really had a had a fine experience so um, not not a syrupy tobacco at all it really um, again you'll, you'll want to puff it slowly and, and kind of work it patiently but um, but a great tobacco burns to a really uh, fine ash and the room note is really nice you get kind of a, a warm tobacco flavor with uh, just a nice vanilla bean kind of uh, baking uh, background, like a like a, maybe like your favorite Danish or pastry in the oven kind of thing. So um, yeah, just a really great tobacco and uh, highly recommended, particularly if someone is a Virginia smoker and are trying to change it up a little bit. I have recommended this tobacco multiple times to Virginia smokers that have come in the shop and they've said something like, you know, I smoke Virginias, but I, you know, I'm just kind of getting bored or like, is there something new out there? I need to, you know, what, what, what's next? What should I try next to kind of expand my palate? And this is a, this is a good one that you can uh, throw in the rotation, I think, to keep it interesting. So Baron vanilla flake. Yep.
0: Man, you know, actually when uh, you were saying before about how uh, shifting into tobacco talk is kind of a return. I was like, we got Mac Baron going on. We need to like be busting out some return of the Mac Baron, return <laughs> of the Mac Baron. <laughs>
2: Vanilla Flake. <laughs> uh, the guy, we can we can we can make the. That, that, that's a thing that could be a thing it could it's be yeah it could be <laughs> <laughs> it could man. be the kind of thing that people would expect from us yeah
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely well no, this is interesting because you know historically we do kind of two different tobaccos typically 110 one more of a country squire blend but this one this next one's not a 10 but it is uh but it's also not a country squire blend
2: that's right man that that's exactly right we were talking today about uh, a real gem from one of the older tobacco shops in america it really is a bucket list shop if you think about like man i've got to got to get by, you know the most you know respected pipe shops in the United States, and it, it certainly is on that list. And of course, we're talking about LJ Peretti in Boston, Massachusetts, and um, just great guys up there. What a storied place! I've never been again on my list to go to uh, and to just really soak that in and take some time, just kind of dwelling there and and uh, experiencing the energy of that place. But LJ Peretti, man, they've been around uh, for so so long eighteen seventy. And man, um, of course, in, in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, very historic part of our country, and, and you know they just have a um, have a really fine shop, uh, hand blended tobaccos that are made there in their shop, uh, you know, it, it, with time honored traditions, uh, you know, crumble cakes and uh, you know hand blended ready rub tobaccos and, and ribbon cut tobaccos, and um, they just do just do a really good job, and they they have a nice online presence too, which I really uh, really like. So you can go to go to LJ Peretti's website. They Uh, You know, again, are going to sell their tobaccos online um, and and have a really nice pipe selection as well. And so, um, you know, be sure to be sure to check that out. But today, we are talking about L.J. Peretti number eight slices. No, uh,
0: no, no, John David, that's that's wrong. I'm sorry. But look, you said they're from Boston, right? Yeah. We're talking about. We're not talking about number eight. We're talking about number number eight. That's what you wanted to say. Number. You're go, you gonna
2: dip the slice in your coffee. You got to get the number in there. Number eight.
0: So that's that's. I mean, like, I want to be respectful to our Boston uh, contingency.
2: Uh, absolutely. That, that's right. Like you said, you want to be respectful, and so we we want to. <laughs> we want to make sure uh we want to make sure that these people you know feel like they're they're being uh really well represented here, welcome right?
0: yeah. welcome them here that's right with the number number eight
2: <laughs> ready number eight. Oh man and this is like the fourth or fifth time we've lost all our listeners from the uh new england area <laughs> <laughs> man just uh such a great tobacco number eight uh slice they um it's one of their better selling uh flight tobaccos that they that they produce and uh, and sell and man, I'm just uh, just so happy to talk about it today. So we've got a, a tobacco. It, it, it comes in bulk from L.J. Peretti from their website. It says initially blended and pressed for a club. So this was a club blend. Uh, number eight slice is a stout Virginia and Perique flake with added burley, uh, spicy and complex with full flavor and a cool even burn. And um, yeah, you know I I think that sums this blend up very very well. This is a pretty straightforward blend but it is delicious and um and very uh very honest. You know, it's not uh not concealing anything. It's not um, you, you know, uh, so complex that it kind of feels clumsy. This is a very straightforward blend that just gets it right. And uh, it has just the right amount of strength. If you like a, a full body tobacco and, um, you know, lots of, lots of flavor that you would like from some of your favorite uh, Virginias. And of course, a nice helping of Perique. So, um, you know, ag- again, like you mentioned, Beau, we don't talk about a lot of uh, bulk blends on the show. If we do, we tend to mention a Country Squire blend. But again, this is a this is one of those blends that uh, you know it's it's well known and loved out there, and uh, one of those that I think we really um, you know we have been excited to talk about for some time now. So, um, mm. pretty pretty tobacco sold by the ounce. Uh, this particular tobacco uh, is about five dollars and sixty cents an ounce, and of course, it comes when you buy it in a uh, like a little uh, plastic baggie. The LJ Peretti kind of has a green. Um, a green hue on the outside of their little plastic bag. Um, it, it, if you have ordered from LJ Peretti before, uh, you'll also know that you get the option of buying it in an eight ounce or sixteen ounce paint can, and so you can buy it in mm, bulk. And mm-hmm. it comes in this really handsome, uh, you know, paint can where they've so got the cool. yeah, really, really sharp, right? And um, just you know, makes your makes a real uh, outstanding presence there in your uh, tobacco cellar, if you've got your tobaccos displayed somewhere, just really uh, re- really, really nice. And so, um, but you do have to purchase that though in the, in the larger size. And so, you know, get the, uh, the, uh, if I'm remembering right, the eight ounce tobacco or the, or the pound tobacco, and they'll, they'll pop it in that, uh, that really, you know, kind of signature paint tin that they've got. So, um, when you open the bag, um, it's just a gorgeous thick cut slice. You know, you're looking at this, uh, real chunky, uh, Uh, you know, cut, I've I've gone ahead and put mine in a little mason jar here and as I'm kind of fumbling with it uh, trying to describe it here, it's just uh, it's always uh, incredibly incredibly handsome to look at. It's got, um, you know, something of a of a food. Uh, It it looks like something you'd you'd maybe put on a nice tray and then eat with your friends kind of thing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It reminds me of bingle slices or or one of those uh, you know Sutliff crumble cakes that have become more popular. Um, Just a real real uh real nice kind of chunky uh chunky cut uh crumble cake kind of makes me think of like a brownie bite or you know if you cut up some uh, some brownies for your little kids or something like that um maybe thick cut bacon or like a like a chunky piece of uh, breakfast ham or something like that it's just got oh. a nice um just a nice thick cut uh to it and is really really nice so um when you smell it in the bag uh it has this uh Uh, musty sweetness to it, you can tell immediately just from smelling it that it's going to be on the strong side. Um, You know, you you smell the perique, you smell uh, robust uh, tobacco leaf. Um, It's pretty apparent that there's probably some burley in there. Um, And and so, you know, this is going to be a a relatively strong tobacco, but really handsome. It's uh, got just about the right amount of moisture. And uh, when you try to crumble it apart, it really does uh, crumble apart very easily, uh, you know, for you to prepare to put in your pipe and so crumble cakes like this I tend to you know work apart until it's kind of granulated you know almost like little cubes or something Uh, I I work it apart pretty hard uh, until it's just kind of kind of you know pretty pretty uh, pretty torn apart some people will uh, let the crumble cakes or these slices like this uh, kind of uh, stay in their original form a little more I always like with the flakes that we mentioned earlier um, have a little more trouble getting them lit and keeping them lit if I do that so I tend to tear them apart pretty good The charring light on this tobacco comes pretty easy, and it really shouldn't require uh, many relights for the experienced pipe smoker. I think the moisture content on this is pretty good. You know, it's one of those you may want to let it sit a minute or two uh, out before you, you know, load your pipe with it. But, you know, really... I think you're kind of good to go on it. It's one of those that once you put it in your pipe and char it, tamp it, and then light it again, I think you'll be, be in good shape. So Rock and rolling. when you puff this, that first few, you know, the first few puffs, the the strength is immediate right i mean you really mm. do get uh, like man okay i'm uh, let me let me sit down i'm glad i had a you know glad i ate lunch today uh <laughs> <you> know, kinda, <laughs> i'm gonna enjoy this tobacco it, it does have a nice real rich body to it velvety flavors but also some of those uh you know hay-like flavors from uh from some uh, lighter virginias but most of this is gonna be a richer uh flavor you get that musty Perique smell uh, and you know rich deeper flavors. Uh, some sometimes when I'm puffing this, for some reason, it reminds me of some of those McClelland tobaccos that that featured Virginias, but then also had some unflavored Cavendish in there. Except this is like those Virginias, but without the unflavored Cavendish. So you kind of have not as much sweetness that might come with that, but still some of the richer, deeper flavors have a similar, uh, context to me. So, or a similar, similar palate, uh, flavor. So again, not a lot of sweetness, but, you know, a great tobacco because, you know, it, it tastes good, but it also produces a lot of smoke, which is also, uh, satisfying for, um, for folks. Oh, and always I think, a plus. Yeah. I mean, you know, anytime it's producing a lot of smoke, uh, you know, you, you get that, um, it's just a real satisfying kind of pillowy mush you know uh, cloudy <laughs> uh, you know uh, visual to it it's really nice um, the room note is um, it's full you know it's not a fantastic room note but it's not it's not unpleasant it's something that I don't think will uh, run the grandkids out of the room necessarily you know strong tobacco uh, pretty pretty good vitamin n kick uh, there so you know for me personally it's something you know I like to smoke blends like this when I have a little little food on my belly burns great easy to keep it lit uh, particularly you know I think for experienced pipe smokers and um, you know I I would if I if I were you and you get it in the mail uh, immediately pop it in um, a mason jar some type of tight sealed jar with a gasket on it or something like that and I think you'll uh, that way, you'll be able to to keep it for a really long time and enjoy it at your own pace and um, and uh, and share some with friends, man. It's a it's really really a treat. So
0: did you say how much does a can go for? Well, like a paint can go for.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I just want the can. What does that go? Yeah, no. It um it, the the tobacco itself is about five sixty an ounce. Um, okay. Now, if you get, let's see, it, it appears that if you buy an eight ounce paint can the smaller paint can then it's uh then it's forty dollars a one pound paint can is uh is eighty dollars and so it is uh you know again we're you know it's a it's not a cheap tobacco but i mean there's there's a reason i mean this is a really high quality handmade tobacco and so um man worth worth every penny yep
0: i love it last week we had kind of the uh the the cheap the cheap scotches and now we're (laughs) we're going to the uh premium tobacco like that's good that's yeah we have to repent
2: right right? we have to right (laughs) out of curiosity do you own one of those cans I do. I have one. Uh, There is a, let's see, what's the name of that uh, tobacco? They're Boston Slices. Uh, Occasionally, I'll smoke those. And uh, it's a uh, Virginia Flake that just, you know, has a real nice uh, a little more of a lighter taste to it than the number eight slices, but I have a this, the half pound uh, size of the uh, of the Boston slices in the in the paint can. Yeah, gotcha.
0: Such a such a cool yep. cool way of uh, of packaging and, and shipping uh, such a, a delicious tobacco. I know, uh, man. Brought to us by our friends in Boston, so that's 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 good for them. that's, nah, great, that's yeah. right. Yeah, good for yeah. you. No, number eight, get that number eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and LJ, we are. Deeply sorry. Deeply uh, sorry. All right, <laughs> man. We've got uh, uh, some excellent tobaccos featured on this episode, but the best possible way to make sure that you're enjoying them and getting all of those various notes and uh, tastes and flavors is, is with a good quality clean smoke from a good quality clean smoking pipe like the good corncob pipes from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum
2: that's right that is right and of course uh, man, mean we always love talking about these Missouri Meerschaum pipes particularly when smoking new blends that you haven't tried before uh, last week we mentioned the Great Dane spindle pipe uh, which is such a such an awesome pipe particularly for these chunkier uh, tobaccos that uh, take up a little more space might need a little more room in order to uh, comfortably fit them in a in a bowl, and uh, today we're gonna uh, switch gears briefly. We're gonna talk about the Great Dane, but the actual Great Dane spool pipe. Uh, the Great Dane spool that comes in uh, a bent stem and a straight stem. Just a really handsome pipe. Uh, it's one of those we've mentioned before. It kind of, if you look at the bowl and turn it on its side, you you kind of think, yeah, that looks like a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and you know the the whole thing about the the Great Dane spool, and then it's kind of peanut, uh, you know, curvature uh, there. It really fits nicely in your hand it's just a very you know ergonomic uh pipe and so uh from missouri Mirsham they say the great dane spool Corn Cob pipe from missouri Mirsham is a nod to old world craftsmen and the styling of danish pipes from the 1980s designed to fit comfortably in the hand for both right and left-handed smokers the trusty and familiar spool is a longtime mainstay in our line of larger filtered pipes this pipe accommodates a six millimeter filter and has a genuine hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl. Uh, it's available as a bent or straight pipe and is also included in our family of two pipe gift sets. So mm. uh, beautiful pipe uh, retails for twelve fifty nine, only twelve fifty nine for a for just a really generous size pipe. And uh, one of those that, uh, you know, you can sit there and smoke for uh, quite a bit out of. So uh, So check it out. I think you'll think you'll be really happy you did.
0: Excellent, man. Well, hey, if you've got a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, be sure to smoke it this week. Uh, Take a selfie with yourself doing it. Put it up on the Twitters. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. As humans,
3: we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
1: Pipe, pipe question,
0: question of the, of the week. week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week coming in from Jim Simmons. Uh, yeah. Here is the question. I love this. This is uh This is kind of almost like a personal question here. What is the number one thing you wish you had known when you first started smoking your pipe?
2: How to use a tamper. <laughs> man. <laughs> yes, Pe- sir. Period. I mean, I. You know, I would. I would put that over. Gosh. Am I really about to say this? Yeah, I, I think I think this is right. I would put I would put proper tamper usage over the pipe I'm smoking and the tobacco I'm smoking. That's how important I think it is. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's no, where I mean, the that's where yeah, the skill like really is perfected, right? I mean but, that's but that's I, where
0: the mastery is.
2: I really think you can't even even a good tobacco, you just can't enjoy until you learn how to keep your pipe lit. You know? I mean is that Is that fair? I mean, you know, if Uh, I... Yeah, sure. I mean, mean, to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. For me personally, it's like, you know, you've got great, excellent tobaccos, like the ones we talked about today or, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, I, I... I, I can enjoy it but if it, unless i can keep it lit you know I, I, let's take a great tobacco for instance something that uh you know is really popular with new pipe smokers uh called blood red moon okay. it tastes great smells great it's got uh just a nice room note to it people love uh the the fruity flavor to it and chocolatiness um but man if you have to relight a tobacco like that over and over eventually all you're tasting is steam you're just tasting heat um you know and, and your tongue just kind of feels like uh you know again um you know it, it sandpaper. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know. I just wish someone had, uh, you know, before I found the Squire, uh, you know, I, and I learned how to use a tamper on my own, I guess. But, um, you know, I didn't have a, a shop like that to tell me or, you know, someone to lead me down that path. I just, uh, a lot of folks come in the shop and they look at a tamper and they say, oh, well, that's for packing the tobacco in your pipe. And no, it's, you know, your 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 finger is what you use to pack the tobacco in the pipe. <laughs> You know, your, your tamper is what you use while you're smoking. You know, it's once your pipe is lit. Uh, I always tell people it's like the poker next to your fireplace, you know. So, um, yeah, man, I, gosh, that's I feel like that's a bold statement. But I, th- I think the number one thing I wish I had known was how to properly use a tamper. I think that would have saved me a few years of, uh, of grief.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. Mine, mine is similar. And that is that it's OK that it's going to take some time. Like, you're not going to figure this thing out in the first time that you're smoking your pipe or the first week that you're smoking that pipe. It's going to take some time to, like, develop the art form of smoking a pipe because it's not just like, oh, I'm just going to light this thing on fire. I'm good to go. Like the tamping, the cadence, like there's so many different aspects of it. And I remember, like, like there's a reason why I put down my pipe pretty early on and didn't come back to it till a few years later and that's because i got so frustrated yeah and you know to be honest man youtube wasn't really helping all that much either at the time there's some great youtube videos that i would like go to and watch but like you know there was a ton of and i'm not talking about the youtubers today that watch that listen to this show those guys are great but back then man, (laughs) back, back then most of the instructional videos had a lot of pipe snobbery and so it was like, yeah. oh, well, nobody, yeah. you know, if you're not smoking English, then you're not, you know, then, then you know, how, how, how dare you call yourself a pipe smoker? <laughs> like, well, I just picked <laughs> this thing up. I'm just trying to figure this out. And, and like, you know, it, there, there was only a very few that would say, you know, that would be honest and be like, look, it's, it's going to take some time. Just enjoy, enjoy the process of learning. Yeah. And yeah. and you know at the end of the day if you enjoy your pipe awesome if if it's not for you that's fine too but like don't go into it thinking like you're going to figure this thing out all at once it's going to take some time and yeah. just like anything practice makes perfect so
2: Yeah. I think that's that, great. That I, I think that's me. I think that's really wise. Of, you know go into the pipe knowing that um you know it's it's going to require some patience but it's also going to make you patient and that's a mm, good thing. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, great question, Jim. And hey, if y'all have got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send those in. That's show at countrysquierradio.com. Again, that's show at com. Quick, Quick fire with the squire. squire. Quick fire question
1: Jones.
0: Ow! All right, man. So some quick fire questions coming in from Joshua Coleman Lay. By the way, quick fire questions brought to you by Country Square Radio T shirts. More on them whoop in whoop. just a minute. <laughs> All right, man. This is uh, again from Joshua. This is a Western edition, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this is great. You know, quick fire questions. You got kind of that high noon type thing going on. It, it makes sense that we would have a Western
2: one. Oh, let, you know, I don't know if we've ever had that before.
0: Yeah, no, eh, that's good. Maybe from time to time, but uh, this okay. is good. All right, you ready? Okay. Yep. Clint Eastwood or John Wayne?
2: Dang. Hmm. Uh, mm, uh, man. Okay, Clint Eastwood by hair, and maybe, and maybe the hair is that he smokes those little cigars. <laughs> yeah, little cigars and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'll go with Clint Eastwood, but man, just by by the nose, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Hmm. it's it's tough. Uh. So, I feel like there was like a while back. This is why I'm going to go with Clint Eastwood. A while back... It has nothing to do with it. Like, there was a while back that um, before the Batman Begins era, or maybe right around the time that Batman Begins came out... You, you, I know you don't watch movies, but do you remember this? Christian Bale, this is before the 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 new Joker, but it was part of that whole genre. <laughs> you no. followed me? No, no, at no, all?
2: no clue at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. I anyway. think the last Batman I saw was like Batman Forever. What, is that the one with Nicole Kidman? Uh, wow. That was, yeah, that was, uh, she was in that. Um, we were, we were like in third grade or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. been, it's probably been about that long. Yeah. Well, so there
0: was, there was kind of this motion to try to revitalize the Batman franchise. There was a lot of different kind of ideas that were thrown around and one of them, they didn't end up going this route cause they ended up going up with the route they went, which was excellent with Christopher Nolan's take and everything else. But the, uh, there was one that they were going to like contemplating, which was a uh, Batman beyond. And it was going to be about this like super old like bruce wayne raising up this new kid in like neo gotham where it's like the future like flying cars and everything else okay and uh would have been awesome because they were talking at the time about clint eastwood portraying bruce wayne like that was in a early treatment really what the script was and i was
2: like oh that actually
0: sounds incredible
2: (laughs) Wow. I mean, I, I in an alternate universe, I think we're we kind of need that, don't we? <laughs> I, I think
0: I think it'd be I think it'd be cool. I mean, uh, gosh, with what they've done with Batman these days. Yeah, I think yeah, like, you know, <laughs> s- send him to the future and let's get like a, an old-school Hollywood, you know, B-A uh, actor to go ahead and portray. him. I think Sounds that's just something cool. Kind of awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, so I'm going to go with Clint Eastwood because okay, of my headcanon movie that was never actually made and has nothing oh, to do with it. Oh, that's good. Masters. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Next up, Shotgun or rifle remember shotgun. this is like you got the the posse's coming into town
2: yeah no that's that's right that, that's true that's true i, I don't know I, I can, i'm gonna go with shotgun i'm gonna go with shotgun i'm a terrible shot i have you know the shakes anyway um it, it, it gives me a better chance of hitting something right <laughs> uh, yeah yeah
0: spray and pray right right yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah uh, same for same reasons also you got the you know the, the cool the cool like pump action yeah i like that yeah yeah uh, all right. Next up, horse or wagon? Uh, horse. I, li-
2: I like. Uh, I li- yeah, I'll go with the horse.
0: So, like, if we're talking about a western, like, I, I, it's you, yeah. The, the thing is, you have to have a horse with
2: the wagon, don't you?
0: I know it's it's kind of an odd thing to, to place back against each other. Um, yeah. I I mean, a horse obviously that you've got more freedom to go around and either catch up with the bad guys or perhaps be the bad guy. That'll be a quick fire question in a second. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with horse. Okay. Uh, all right, next up, flour or corn tortilla. Uh, I'm going to go with
2: flour. I, I like corn tortillas too, but yeah, flour.
0: I'm, I'm going to go with, up until recently, I would have said flour, but uh, lately I've been digging on the corn
2: tortillas. Been uh, converted, yeah. Yeah, so good.
0: Uh, I, Texas, man. Texas did it to me. Like, I was supposed it's <laughs> flour back in uh, Mississippi, but corn up, up uh, down here in Texas.
2: Now, I imagine the tortillas of all stripes are a lot better out there anyway.
0: <laughs> all right, man. So here we go. White hat or black hat? Ooh. Would you be the good guy or the bad? Like guy? Like the
2: good guy or the bad guy? You're yeah, right, right. I mean, I guess right. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm gonna go with the white hat. I mean, I, yeah, I think I gotta go with white hat. Interesting.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So I, I, you, you never watched Westworld? That's that's not your your genre of show. Uh, you're but but you're you're mildly familiar.
2: Uh, I, I know that it's a show.
0: <laughs> <All> right. So. <laughs> Without going too deep here, it's it. The premise is that there is a theme park, if you will, like an adult okay. theme park there where everybody it's it's robots kind of pirates the Caribbean, but it's like advanced robots so that everybody's basically oh, you wow. can't distinguish them from humans or otherwise. And you go and you basically pretends like you're in the Wild West, and when you enter into the wow. park. You were presented because they have to get you dressed up in character and everything, but you're presented with a series of hats, one wall filled with black hats and one wall filled with white hats so that you have to make that choice going in. Wow. Are you going to be the hero or are you going to be the villain? Because in Westworld, you can be whatever you want to be. And, uh, you know, with kind of that zero consequence. Okay. Uh, the narrative that kind of went along with it up well time.
2: now i kind of do want to watch it <laughs>
0: it's I, I, I think it's a fantastic show uh but all right so i, I yeah man i'm right there with you I'm, I'd, I'd be the white hat all the way i, I don't even,
2: think i could pick the black hat i don't i don't I mean i don't think i have it in me
0: most video games were given the choice i very rarely ever choose villain and even that's typically if i'm like returning to said <laughs> video game later and i was just like well i never got a chance to see what the story was but like even then, I don't like playing the villain. I'd much yeah. prefer to be the hero.
2: So, yeah, <laughs> why not. we aren't the kids in high school that like did a lot of bad things. You know, buddy? no, no, we
0: were the <laughs> we were the kids that the bad things got done too. That's why we want to be the hero. <laughs> so. You that's will so not put true. me in this
2: locker. I will free
0: these children. Who are so in this
2: true, dude. Yeah. Oh, one swirly. That's enough. Oh, make it two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So great quick fire questions again from Joshua. We had a lot of fun with those. And uh, hey, if you've that's got some quick fire questions for us, be sure to send those on to us. Of course, quick fire questions brought to us by some amazing Country Squire Radio t-shirts, which also kind of ask you the question, will you be the white hat or the black hat? Except in this case, will you be the light blue t-shirt that's uh, um, <laughs> contemplative and questioning uh, the very surrealist world around you uh, or will you be the uh, the, the black uh, shirt with the, the pirates insignia on it so you That's right. too can choose your path with the <laughs> Country Squire uh, radio t-shirts available at thecountrysquireonline.com
2: yep click on accessories they're right there and of course uh, it supports the show and is also a great way to look, uh, to look hot and sexy right
3: <laughs> <laughs> or at
2: least attempt it or at least attempt
3: to <laughs> your thoughts your, your comments.
0: comments. Listener, listener feedback. All right, man. Some listener feedback. This is coming in. We got uh, Herb, or Herb, depending on your uh, enunciation, I suppose. Uh, st- stall. Dang it. Herb Stall. Gonna, yeah. Herb Stall. There we go. I bet, All right. I bet it's Herb. I bet it's Herb. Herb, all right, so what did Herb have to say?
2: Yeah, Herb, <laughs> Herb, uh, thanks for being patient with us. Herb says, I am always amazed at the talent at every level in the U.S. I like pipe smoking and I'm also an expert radio personality. Amazing pipe cast. And uh, Herb, thanks so much for uh, for writing in.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate that. Also, Mark VV uh, gave us a shout out uh, in, in honor of our th- recent 300th episode. He said, can anyone believe that we've been listening to a couple of rednecks from Mississippi talk about dead plants for something close to 300 hours? Uh, <laughs> Mark, we can't we can't believe that at all.
2: <laughs> no, we can't. We're, we're amazed anyone's still here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, man, we got an iTunes review in from C-Mart Pastor. What did C-Mart have to say?
2: Yeah, he says, mow, listen, smoke. Uh, been a faithful listener for a couple of years now. My weekend ritual is to mow my yard while listening to the guys uh, and then enjoying my work by sitting on the porch with my pipe. Uh, thanks to CSR for adding this great, great hobby. Um, man, that, thank you so much, uh, C-Mark Pastor. That's awesome, man. We're, we're so grateful we can be a part of your uh, little weekend uh, ri- ritual there. That's uh, That's wonderful, man absolutely i'm uh, glad you had better luck with your lawnmower than uh, than i did today. <laughs> <laughs> look at that coming full circle i know right wasn't that good we didn't plan that
0: <laughs> man i i was i meant to mention this at the top of the show but i'm gonna throw it in here at the end uh timothy glenn uh hugh 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 Guin, oh man y'all y'all know i'm terrible with names T- <laughs> tgh tgh uh wrote into the show and uh, mentioned that recently smokingpipes.com did an article on pirates and pipe tobacco. Uh, it, it was an oh, article look at by that yeah by Chuck Stanion and you know look as someone who is a fan of pirates and has been a, a champion of pirates and pipe tobacco, uh, here on Country Square Radio. I was just thrilled, thrilled to see this article come through uh, with uh, with just some great uh, great little anecdotes and uh, a, a fine read, which we'll be sure to post out on the Facebook uh, page. That was from Chuck Stanion over at smokingpipes.com doesn't once mention Country Squire Radio's series on Pirates and Pipe Tobacco. You know, no you no, think no was, big deal. No big know, deal. You think, you think they would know. You know, I mean, like, you know, you research the subject, we're going to pop up, but that's fine. That's fine. I'm not, I, look, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> just saying. I'm just not saying. Not bitter at all. No, like, not bitter you know. at all like smoking pipes don't know about pipes pirates of pipes come on guys right.
2: I, I gotta i gotta fight for
0: this series in this own
2: show come i on. know but bo, bo you bo has to fight me for this you know? exactly <laughs> getting no love but we'll
0: show them some love and uh, post That's that great.
2: article out, no go so. check it out i'm sure it's a great article i have to read it
0: <laughs> wait well, hey, man if uh, if anybody wants to reach out to the show they always can show at countrysquareradio.com is a great way to do it also you can follow us on twitter i'm at the real bo york
2: I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. of
0: course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man, tobacco talk in the books. Uh, You know, it's a premium product after some really cheap scotch, and we're about to go see a movie. I think this whole, like, Three back to back to back episodes uh, <laughs> uh, almost tells its own narrative to some extent.
2: No, it probably does. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, I think I think that's good. You know, maybe after the movie, we can have a have a breakfast episode or something. I don't know. <laughs> that, that
0: sounds uh, sounds amazing. Or some dessert yeah. of some.
2: sort. some that dessert? Is. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited. Maybe we man. should, should be...
0: top three chocolate tobaccos. We haven't done a top three in a
2: while. There could be something here. Actually, have we done a series on chocolate tobaccos before? I, I don't think thing? we
0: have. We did sherry, but I don't think we've done chocolate. We'll I look don't know into if it. We've done chocolate.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay, it <laughs> might be in our future. You never know. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you what's in our pre- present, man. Let's go have a day. See
2: you, brother.